Hello and welcome back to the eighth episode of the Coleman's Podcast. I'm Dave Barry and I was lucky enough to interview Emma Killy Hurgers, Paddy O'Sullivan, John Cronin, Seamus Harnady and Declan Dalton. They are all a part of the three in a row county senior hurling champions and all have done the red jersey of Cork. Sit back, relax and enjoy the podcast. Uh, hi Paddy, uh, how did it feel coming into school on the Monday after the 2004 county final loss in a Pearshig? You were only 15 years old. Uh, what did the teachers in Middleton CBS say to you? Yeah, uh, it was strange, very, very strange experience. It's still even strange thinking back to it now when you even mentioned the age, being yeah. only 15, but I suppose at the time, hurling maybe in the school wasn't as massive as it is now, but I suppose Mr. Mr. O'Neill, Mr. Hurley, Mr. Power was there at the time. They had been kind of the three big hurling guys, so Mr. O'Neill especially would have been one of the fellas I'd talked of have spoken to a lot about it, but no, it was a surreal, surreal experience. It was disappointing. You go from playing county final one day at the back doing maths or English or history the next day. So yeah. look, looking back at it now, I probably was too young to be doing what I was doing, but I still wouldn't change it. How did it feel losing the three county finals in a row? Did you ever think you'd get over the line? Yeah, uh, look, it's hard. Yeah, it's disappointing. There's no, there's no two ways about it, I suppose, when you're growing up. Your goal is to play with your club in top grade senior in one county final or any any type of county final. And obviously to win it the season is, as an achievement, we came out of nowhere really to get there on a small club. We probably only had 27, 28, 30 players in the club at the time. And you know, then you get back there for the second one and you think, God, for right, we had the experience of the first one, we'll get over the line. And that second one, we were just unlucky. We played the Newtown Shandrum team who were not long after being Ireland club champions who were too good for us on the day. And then, as you mentioned, just the third one again, just rub salt into the wounds again. Just a game we could have won, probably out of the three, I'd say it's the only one we could have won. But again, Aaron's own at that time had a really brilliant team, brilliant defence with a lot of fellas who would have played with Cork before and yeah. before and after. Yeah, John, what was the feeling uh, like lifting the James E. Kelleher Cup for the first time in Liz Gould's history as captain and man of the match? Um, yeah, I suppose it was a special occasion. Um, I suppose we we're, we're we're a smaller club than the two lads, but they would have their forefathers probably would have started off with junior A. So um so something that we was always talked about in school, like walking behind the band kind of on these car final day. Um I suppose it was a bit surreal all right this year with the whole COVID restrictions and whatnot, and you would love to have two or three thousand at the game. Um but it was definitely something that'll go down um uh in the history books and something we'll never forget. Um and I suppose being the first fellow to lift it was a, a special occasion for both for myself and for my family. And um, something like, again, you'll never forget. And it was just brilliant to say that we could um, we could win one. Um, hopefully now we're obviously going to finish down at the moment. We're still kind of, we're on pause at the moment. So hopefully we'll have two more steps and we'll, we'll, we'll be going up. So we'll be 100% away from uh, these car finals. We'd be hoping for, for the only East Cork team um, never to be in these car finals. There's only ourselves, I think. So it was great to get winners once so far. I watched the final this year. Honestly, who do you think was the man of the match? Um, I suppose you're going to have your main fellas. You're going to have like the Limo and Cashy, I suppose. Um, but looking back in the match, I thought two fellas who probably wouldn't get the, the recognition that they deserved. Hakeem Healy, the great king cornerback, um, yeah, yeah. really fighting and courageous, never gave his man an inch. And there's a few balls that he turned over, and they were massive for us, I thought. Um, Dickie O'Brien again, uh, unsung kind of hero, kind of came out and over this year, really. 
Um, uh, got a huge amount of turnover. Remember, he turned over one ball over the corner. Um, and Mark Hewitt, he then I thought had a great game. And for a young fellow, um, first year up playing junior hurling, scored four points, was pretty good. But if I had to pick one, I suppose I'd go with the back. I, I go with Keen Healy. Um, yeah. Stick with the team backs, I suppose. Uh, I would have thought that it would have been your brother, Kieran. He, I thought he was great. I suppose. Yeah, I suppose he, would, he had a good game, but um, Shannon will know a lot about the semi final and how he left in the hole uh, <laughs> that would have been against them. So I, I, I'll stick with Reds. So I know I think Keen Healy will probably get my shout. Yeah. Uh, when you came out of goals, were you always confident that you'd get your starting place either for Cork or McKilly? Well, when I came out of goals, it was. Uh, I knew it. I, I had the confidence, but I just didn't have the physique to, to, I had to work on it a lot to get it right. Like, so I'd kind of build up my strength, build up my fitness. And if I knew if I did that, then I'd have a chance, but I still had to work hard and still yeah. put in the hard grass to get there. Like, uh, Seamus, you wouldn't be from the most successful club in Cork. Did you ever think of moving to bigger clubs near you, such as Killa or Yall? Um, I suppose, um, look, it's obviously a frequently asked question towards myself. Um, look, I suppose, look, that is the essence of the J. You you play with your friends and, and the locality you're born into. So, no, it's certainly something I wouldn't regret. Um, look, when I was younger, I'll make no qualms about it. I probably wasn't the best underage. So, look, it probably suited me being from a junior A club and building from there. So, look, I, I certainly don't regret my decision staying in St. Edith's, I, I, so I've been playing with my best friends all my life. So I think it actually, uh, let's say, transpired into a good thing for me because, you know, without that, I wouldn't have been able to play with him Achille at a later stage and play with some of the boys in this chat. And, you know, it, it was a good platform to start off. And I suppose, as I said, underage, I wouldn't have been the best player. So it was good. It was a good grounding for me and somewhere to, to start off. And uh, going after that answer, do you feel your lack of underage hurling at a high grade? Hindered your chances of making a Cork minor panel? No, again, I'm I, I'm not one bit uh, embarrassed in saying it that at 16, 17, and 18, even I um I probably wasn't good enough to play Cork minor at the time, but I suppose that didn't hinder my um my appetite to, to make myself a better player and and to improve every day. So I I simply didn't have the physique when I when I was that age. I was quite small. I wasn't um, physically strong enough. Um, again, my hurling could have been better. So again, uh. I'm, I'm not disappointed. Um, I don't think it hindered my um, my chances getting onto a Cork minor stage because I simply didn't think I was good enough to time. But as I as I would always refer back to the main my main goal at that time was just try and get better every day and and become the best player possible and and see how far that took me. So again, for me, the the, the simple thing was just try to get better every day. So no, I, I certainly didn't think it it hindered me uh, at a Cork minor stage as as I think there was better out there in the county at the time. Uh, Paddy, you were top scorer in the Cork Senior Hurling Championship in 2005 and 2006. Did you feel pressure to do most of the scoring for Klein at such a young age? Um, not, not really. I think to be honest, such a David. It's kind of look. I was thrown in kind of corner forward back then. I was taking the freeze as well, and you know we'd such a good team kind of at the time. We were racking up very big scores nearly every game. I think we were kind of known, especially for getting going so it's like playing with any good good team if you good forwards around you you'll get more opportunities to score and I think that certainly kind of kind of helped me in factoring that as well as I said taking the freeze look you obviously feel pressure all lads here have taken freeze at certain stages there's times where you you know yourself god this is one 
this is one thing I really need to make and look, there's days where you have a bad, for, you have a bad day and they start going wide for you. But look, you just get on with it. We we're so used to from a young age, it's just what you have to do to help the team. And back then that was me taking freeze and trying to pick up a few breaks from the bigger lads and the team and pinching on goal here and there. Uh, CIT played Cartoon in the 2011 county final, uh, your mother's home club. What did her side of the family say to you in the build-up to the match? And who would they have been supporting? Jesus, there's a question. Um, I suppose in the lead-up, I don't... Jeez, uh, a long time ago now. I suppose in the lead-up to it, um, obviously, I've been close to my family and whatnot. And sure, to be honest, I didn't really know if I was starting until probably the Thursday, I'd say, um, before the final. Um, but I, I remember they'd always go to the championship matches because you know, I, I didn't start that year I started off as a sub for the first two or three games and came on against Bright Rovers and they were all at that game in fairness to them and I started then started the, that was the quarterfinal against Bright Rovers started the semi-final against Newtown and started the final against Carrick and they kind of left me doing my own thing um, they left me doing my own thing alright but obviously I, I would imagine that they would have been shouting for Carrick too to be fair to them um, you know uh, I, I, I actually watched the video back I'd watch a few videos back here and there, and I, I can see they've won because anyway, Warren for carry two left or Shawnee Farrell gets the point. So uh, yeah. I imagine he was with him that day. Um, but they were they were always very supportive of it, you no know, unfairness, like, and I suppose like uh, on that day we just didn't have enough of our big big name fellas step up. We just didn't click like we did in the semi-final and carry two a lot of their main fellas step up to the plate and they've all play, played out of their skins. So they probably they did deserve it on the day, you know. But in yeah. fairness, the family gave me great support. The first two days when I wasn't starting, they also gave me support today to find as well. So just one yeah. thing. Uh, Dickie, Father Neil is under Premier 1, under 21, County Final in 2018. Would this have been the club's first success at that uh, grade, any age group? Well, always up, we kind of um, we kind of had success. Um, I think I've won... A 15, 16, two minors and an under 21. So we actually had a good su- success the whole way up. But the under 21 was definitely the best, the best game or best game I've played in that um, the club has been involved in. Like um, it was a massive day for us, like Premier One playing one of the biggest clubs in Cork in Middleton. Like so, like obviously it was a big day for the club and especially to get over the line after losing two players to red cards in the last couple of minutes and going to extra time then the last puck game so it was kind of down to the wire at that stage and we just got over the line and like um, obviously it was a it's actually it was a, actually a good game to look back on I was only looking back on um, videos of the game there a couple of months ago and it's actually it's a nice nice memory to have uh, uh, Shamey uh, your mother, Cathy, won six All-Ireland medals for Cork and your father, Sean, played for the Watford Senior Hurlers. Do you ever feel pressure growing up to live up to their standards? Yeah, just, uh, just to clarify one thing there, my father only made one senior appearance for Watford, so <laughs> make sure you don't broadcast that because he'd be getting a big <laughs> head. Um, no, in fairness, uh, they never really put too much pressure on me. It was just the basic advice they used to give me every day. It was just uh, become the best player I could be. Uh, look, I, I obviously could... Um, rely on them for good advice and don't uh, don't get me wrong they were very straight talking sometimes when when I had a bad forms they'd let me know where I was poor and where I could rectify that going forward so look they they didn't look put too much pressure on me growing up they were they were very very supportive and uh, they were very very important in my career but no it was all um 
it was mostly all uh, positive uh, reinforcement and and trying to make me a better player. But as I said, they wouldn't hesitate to let you know if you had a bad day or what you did wrong in the game either. Uh, you made your name at Fitzgibbon Cup. Do you believe this is a great platform to get a chance with an inter-county setup if you didn't make a Cork minor in a county minor panel? Yeah, so look, I I, I presume or it, it's a very good shop window. You're it's got very very competitive, I suppose, over the last decade or decade and a half. And um, I would have played against um, Pawdy and John as well in CIT. And the standard, the standard is only after you know increasing over the last twenty years. It like most people are going to third level uh, institute institutes now, or they're going to third level university. So all the best players seem to be going to college over the last ten to fifteen years. So um, you found yourself playing the very, very best. And whilst there wasn't on an intercounty squad, you could pitch yourself against intercounty players and and pitch yourself against some of the best in the country. I remember in 2012 um, playing CIT, I was marking the likes of Patrick O'Connor from Clare. Uh, in the in the semi-final, I was marking Brendan Bugler and, and Patrick Maher. So look, uh, you, you, it was a great opportunity to pitch yourself against the very, very best in the country. So yeah, look, it was a shop window and it was a chance to um, to, to put yourself out there to get an inter-county call-up, I suppose. Um, you made your inter-county debut in 2013 versus Clare. How did it feel running onto the Gaelic grounds pitch that day? Yeah, look, um, a very um, proud moment for myself, but I suppose more importantly for my family and my club. Um, yeah, I, it was probably one of the most nervous occasions I've ever been. Uh, I, I remember distinctly still, in fairness to Keane McCarthy from Sarah's in front of me, he gave me some very, very good advice in the parade. He just said that uh, basically think that you're down in Pilmore poking around at your friends and it was a very basic message but I don't know whatever whatever he said in that message had a calming effect on me so yeah look it was a very very proud day for me and, and my club my family more importantly but um, it's something that I probably always dreamed of and, and probably didn't think I'd get there when I was 18 or 19 so yeah look it's it's a fond memory for me and everything worked out good in the day and, and you know the match went, didn't go too bad for me so yeah look I'm very fond memories back in that day. Uh, Paddy, you've had some serious injuries in your time. What was the hardest to get back from and what did you learn about your journey? Um, the hardest one was probably definitely without question the time I broke the shin bone and calf bone. Um, look, obviously when it happened, I knew, I knew it was serious. I think anyone who was there that night had a fair idea it was serious going by the noise that they came off it so but look the injury happening look that's part, part of the sport that was fine but I suppose look, just the setbacks really I kind of had along the way that you know not kind of everyone would have known about really I think I ended up having was it six operations by the time before I played another game all over the space of 15 months and you know hospitals aren't a nice nice place to be at the best of times but look in around that time especially you know Cork had been in the other and fine and you know you start part of that panel and you know, it was definitely a tough, tough physically, tough mentally, everything about it. You know, look, you're starting from scratch, basically. I'd, before I could run again, I had to learn pretty much to walk, to walk again. And that was probably two or three months into the into the process. But look, I think I was very fortunate too with the people that I had around me. Obviously, physiotherapist Declan O'Sullivan and Dr. Khan was always there. And look, Aina Falvey is a member of the client club as well. He's always there, brilliant, to give help. So look, what I probably learned is... You can get through anything really you put your mind to i think at there was a stage where it reached where basically i was told that i wouldn't be playing again that that was that was kind of how badly it was gone the leg was after getting infected there was an infection gone into where they put one of the steel pins and i spent two weeks in hospital in dublin 
with doctors telling me that they're basically if they don't cure the infection, first of all, you know, things could get an awful lot serious. So that has that was a fairly lonely two weeks, two weeks period. So um look, definitely something you just have to get over and get on with. And as I said, look, things start to take a turn from there. Lucky, lucky people I had involved and lucky that it turned out as well as it did after I did get back playing. Uh, do you think your career with Cork could have been a lot greater if it wasn't for those injuries? Yeah, I think I think definitely. Look, the lads might remember, but there was a time that I was actually quite fast on a hurling on a hurling field. It might look not look like the last couple of years, but there was a time I was able to get around a bit. All right, I think definitely the one the one I think that really did set me back is the cruciate ligament injury that I did when I was eighteen. It was my first year on the panel. I think it was two thousand seven. I kind of come from. The three county finals recline straight through into the Cork setup with kind of no break and went to play a league game against Waterford down Walsh Park, which originally I wasn't even supposed to travel to. I was doing my leaving cert at the time. So I think there was one or two fellas dropped out on the Thursday night and I was just asked just to tag along and look, make up the numbers. We're not going to be using you. And look, as is typical GA, you get into the very first ball I got. I was clean through. and ended up getting clean through and goal. And I think we got a penalty just maybe near on or someone took or something like that and you know I remember coming back off after about something geez that was brilliant no I can't wait to go back to school Monday and tell the lads I played two minutes but then they just said stay keep your tracksuit off you're going straight back on and just the very next ball then went out for it whatever way it fell just twisted the knee was gone and back then at 18 I hadn't really full appreciation of what a cruciate ligament injury was and how serious it was I genuinely to this day say that I thought I'd be back a week or two weeks, three weeks, there'd be nothing at all serious about it. That this is kind of before, say, the Colm O'Neill and Henry Shefflin, and this crucial really, really took off. I had just had no idea what it was. And I remember meeting Tygo Sullivan, the surgeon in Waterford, about two months after it happened, and telling me, saying, Yeah, there's, there's no hope here. You're going to have to have an operation. It's, you're not going to be playing for 12 months. And I honestly, I honestly didn't believe him. So I think, yeah, that's when I really, really struggled to come back for and lost probably that half yard pace. That obviously then the other injury took whatever bit I would have that I had left. So just look, you just have to adjust in. You start to have to use the head a small bit more than the legs, and I think that you know that's something I was lucky enough with. This. I always had a good enough head for the game, so it wasn't too bad after. And alongside that injury, you had a strike. Was it? Did you find that very frustrating as you were trying to? break into the starting 15 yeah very much so that was that was all in around that one period and as I said look it, it probably took me 12 months even after the injury to realise how serious it was and the level of work that I had to come back in and then as you say that then tied straight into the strike in 2008 and even into 2009 where we didn't you know we didn't do a pre-season which meant I wasn't meeting the physios as I would have done say with the leg I'd have been meeting we'd have been maybe gym Monday train Tuesday Thursday gym Friday field Saturday so instead of day night access to a physio five days a week during the strikes I was maybe seeing him once a week and then it was up to me to kind of do the gym work on my own and look I was never great to go to the gym anyway but back at 18 or 19 I saw have a run as you'd like so I think definitely yeah that, that probably 2008, 2007, 8, 9 was probably the three worst years I had of a career to be honest even with club it kind of affected me through that as well. And would you have found it awkward as your father, Jerry, was the then county board chairman? 
Genuinely, no, definitely not. And I know people always kind of question me when I say that. Look, it must have been some bit awkward, but you know, I have a great relationship with my, with my father, and I think anyone who knows him knows what type of person he's kind of like. It genuinely never came up in a conversation. I'm sure, look deep down, he was disappointed. And to be honest, I was disappointed the whole thing was going on as well. I just felt it was a situation I certainly wouldn't had much of a say in at 18 or 19. I was just there to go training, not to be not to be involved in strikes. But as I say, no, look, it never really came up. But always be strange. We might be heading out the door at home. He'd be going to meet with the county board and I'd be going to meet with the players. To We'd be responding to what they came out with last and vice versa. So, look, it was definitely strange, but certainly never never affected us, the relationship at home. I'd say if you ask me about my mother, no, maybe that might be a slightly different story. But no, look, we were fine after it these things going to happen look it was nothing obviously nothing personal between us he was in the position he was was in which we were obviously massively proud of that he was in that position and vice versa then with me being in the cock panel so look in a way it was nearly good for both of us uh john what was it like making your inter-county debut against dublin and park your ring in 2016 how did you mentally prepare for the match um 2016 yeah um i suppose we were after coming off the back of the loss against the tip and we were kind of looking to to, to really make a stamp in the championship um, and I, I kind of I didn't find out till the Thursday beforehand and the game was on a Saturday um, so I suppose you kind of just like to picture what kind of different scenarios you'd be in and where you where you'd be positioning and things like that and um, obviously again like uh, Sham said it was obviously a pro day for our family in the club um, but you can't really kind of get involved in that kind of emotional attachment to it. You kind of have to be present and you have to be in the know um, if you want to give up your your, your best performance. Um, so a, a lot of kind of just thinking the different scenarios, but not too much. They might pop into your head because you don't want to be overly drained. So it's kind of a very fine balance between the two, really, um, to not to get overanalyzed and not to underanalyze. Um, but yeah, it was, it was obviously a great experience and not, the sweeter than when you win, isn't it? Uh, Decky, did you always believe you had what it took to become a Cork senior hurler? Um, yeah, I always thought I had the confidence to to play for Cork, and I had the hurling as long as I worked hard enough, and as long as I did the work behind the scenes and went to training first there, just show that I'm interested and show that I wanted that I wanted to be there. And when I got onto the panel. Uh, two years ago as a goalkeeper or three years ago as a goalkeeper I kind of just said I just work as hard as I can if I'm not good enough I'm not good enough and they can make the call on it you know what I mean yeah and Dickie in your opinion what do you think Cork have to do to win the All-Ireland in my opinion I just I just think look I just think we're we're not far off I think there's like there's certain points in the game we have to work on, but I just think that we're very close and that I just we if we work hard enough and get our tactics right any day we can beat anyone. So we just gotta get more consistent more than anything. Um Shamey, uh, you scored twenty one goals in the senior county championship. Did you always have an eye for goal growing up? Uh again, to start off, Paddy gives me a nice bit of slack that I should have more goals and that I missed too many one ones, but uh Look, it's one criticism it's I true. would think of. Um, <laughs> the one criticism I would think of, um, you know, what's creeping into the game. And look, I've been I've been guilty of that myself in the past. Is you know, 
is not going for not going for a goal when the opportunity is on instead of tipping or instead of tipping the ball over the bar. And I, I think it has crept into the game um over the last, you know, five to ten years. I think people take the, the easy option and go for a point far too often. So maybe, you know, sometimes I have went for goals when it wasn't on either. But look, I my my um my mindset and my psych my psychological approach behind it would be is why not go for the three pointer? You know, if all else fails you can you can tip it over the bar then if if it comes to that, but look, I've been guilty of that in the past. So I um I've taken points as well in the past where I should have taken or went for goals. So look, I just think if the opportunity is there, why not try and get the goal instead of a point? Obviously. And uh, lads, last question to y'all: What are your thoughts on Imichilli not being allowed to represent Munster or represent Cork in the Munster Club Championship? Uh, look, I suppose I it's uh, obviously we all have loved loved to have gone on, but look, I suppose I can see it. I can kind of see it from, I suppose, if you were another club and the Cork, I suppose, is a different thing. It's been there for the last hundred years or however many years. Divisional sides have always been in the competition, whereas obviously then it's the reverse for, for the Munster Championship. So, look, I think if you were another club and say Tipperary or Clare or Limerick and you saw an Immaculate team coming to in the first round of Munster Championship with fellas coming, I suppose, from all parts of East Cork, I think it would be... I won't say unfair because those teams would be plenty good enough to beat him at Killy, but look, I could definitely see the difference between Cork and Munster. Look, it was never done in the Munster Championship by a division. So look, they weren't, unfortunately, as I say, going to change that just because we had the success we had in a couple of years. It would have been great to have tested ourselves. I've no doubt we'd definitely have won one, if not two, if not all of them, to be perfectly honest. So look, it's a regret, but unfortunately, something outside of our control, really. Yeah. Yeah. Um... I suppose from my perspective then, I suppose, um, I, I, obviously the argument is that um, not every um, county facilitate um, smaller clubs playing the senior championship. Obviously for the, for the four of us, our, our clubs weren't senior at the time. So it was obviously a great privilege for us to, to play and represent our clubs in the county championship. Um, but I suppose, I know in 2011, if, if CIT would have beaten Cartoon today, would have been on to represent Munster and um, now it transpires that we had 14 of the starting 15 from Cork but a number of years later you see um, uh, won the Cork football championship against Castlehaven they represented Cork where they'd play some all over Munster um, so maybe maybe there is a team uh, to look at there for the GA um, maybe it's, it's something that other county boards might look at it doing themselves um, having smaller divisions and um, being represented and allowing them into the into the Munster club, maybe, but it's a long way away from seeing happening at the moment, and um, especially with these new COVID restrictions. So, but look, we're 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 happy with our lot in fairness. Um, three county medals going to be sniffed at. No, um, look, I, I I think John is after making you know, uh, very very good points there. Um, uh, it would have been great, would have been great going forward in representing in McKillian Munster, but. Again, I suppose. Look, we're we're lucky that we are still involved in the in the Cork Senior Championship. Just as you know, just while we're on that point, you know, I think it's vital that Imichilli continues in the county championship because, again, it wouldn't have. Uh, I don't think a lot of us would have been afforded the opportunity to, you know, have the success we've had over the, the past few years. And, you know, I I have really really fond memories from the last three to five years. You know, it's been um it's been a wonderful experience. Even even before that, five or six years. 
uh, when we weren't successful, you know, I think we we um, developed a brilliant bond within the squad and uh, please God, we can get back to competing again at the latter stages of the championship going forward. But look, I suppose it's everyone's, it's every hurler's dream to represent, um, the, or, or sorry, to, to go away and win a Munster club. And it would have been an unbelievable opportunity to go forward and represent the McKilly in the Munster setup. But again, look, again, rules are the rules. It isn't facilitated in every county. So I can see from that viewpoint that it's not, um, that it, it can't be facilitated as well. But again, for Ian McKilly being in the Cork County Championship, I think it's a must going forward for, you know, the opportunity of um, people from smaller clubs to represent them uh, in the senior competition. Yeah, I kind of second, I kind of second what Sham says there. I just think that um, it's a big stepping stone to even play for Cork or play for your club at a higher standard. Like you, like, obviously I'm gone from Ian McKilly now, but, it was my stepping stone the last three years to get on a Cork panel. It's my stepping stone to to win a monster with my own club or to get to an all and final with my own club. More games, you get better by more games, more training sessions. So like, it's a big help in that way as well that the, the, the players that don't be seen with their club as much are seen with the McKillie and I think it's definitely beneficial for them as well. Once again, I'd like to say a massive thank you to the four lads for joining us on the podcast today. It was great talking about their fascinating underage career, club career, and the challenges they've overcome. Make sure to tune in to future episodes to hear more exciting interviews with the likes of Waterford Hurling legend, Michael Brick Walsh, the Irish Cancer Society, and many more. Also, give us a follow on our Instagram and Twitter at Coleman's Podcast. Check out our website, Coleman'sPodcast.com, for our blog section, behind the scenes photos, and much, much more. Thanks for listening. Stay safe, everyone. When my heart